Well, I'm left, but this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Ben Hakama. Ben, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. All let's right, do it. Let, let's go. Ben is a CFP. He is the founder of Illuminate Wealth Management and a financial advisor. His firm works to provide deep and personalized service to their clients to overcome all the uncertainty that so many of us are facing. Ben, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, George. So, um, yeah, just a little bit about personal life. Um, married, I have two kids, met my wife six weeks into college and uh, dated all through college, got married a month after and moved to a new city. So we live in uh, the suburbs of Chicago, and, and but I work with clients all around the country. Um, just kind of fell into my career and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a job to start with and then turned into uh, what it is now. So I worked at another firm for uh, about 13 years and and learned um, really how to serve clients and, and how to work with clients and, and then left to go start my own business January 1st, 2020, right before COVID. Great time to start a business. <laughs> and... Uh, had some have had some fun challenges, you know, during that time. But uh, that's actually led to we really have a, a a remote business where I've got employees in a couple different states. We have clients in I think fifteen states now, and uh, you know it really helps when you start when everyone's at home. It's easy to keep going that direction. So um, you know, really enjoy working with our clients. Um, on everything about their, their life, not just their, you know, investments or their money or anything like that. So you make the massive decision to open your own business and here we go. And then in and, and, and January of 2020, what? Yes. Are you like just perfect or just, what, what? Just perfect. Just perfect. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I had this whole idea that I was going to start slow you know, build it up, have have some time to get systems in place and try different software all at once, you know. And so I was nice and slow and methodical in the first couple of months. And then the world shuts down. And, um, you know, I, I was able to bring some clients with me. I, I bought some clients when I left. And, and so I had a little bit of revenue coming in, but um, it still was a scary time. And, you know, people who 95% of the time don't care about their investments, when uh, the market crashes and everyone's at home and you don't know if things are going to ever open up again, you know, that's when you really earn your money, I guess, uh, helping clients through some, some time. So it's interesting. It actually led to kind of that summer as people, you know, we got out of that initial shock, you know, of, of this is happening to, to the world. Right. Uh, then people started, I think to say, okay, well now I can reflect what do I want to do? You know, I don't want to go through this uncertainty again alone. And actually that summer I got several new clients that just decided, Hey, we need someone else to help us with some stuff. So it, it actually worked out. Okay. It just, uh, was an interesting first six months. Yeah. You were going through the uncertainty and the same as everybody else, but also, uh, that's right. Just, 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 just with a little extra. So I, I imagine that you're working in the financial industry. And you're looking around and you're saying, okay, we're doing good work, but I think it can be done differently. It can be done better. We can better serve our clients. Talk me through a, a little bit about that vision. Absolutely. There's, if you look at the history of the industry, financial services has been around for 
thousands of years um, and always taking some money out of the, the economy, right? And um, in the last 50 years, there's been an evolution in the United States on the way financial services is done. It, it shifted from a stockbroker who you called to place a trade for a stock. And that was it. That's all you got for financial services. Or it was, here's a whole life insurance policy for you to buy. Uh, that was pretty much the only two ways you used to get any service. Then in the 90s, people started putting together you know, buzzwords in the industry, asset allocation and uh, mutual funds and, and things that were a little bit different than just buy a stock. But it was still about investments and it was still about um, or, or selling an insurance product, basically. That was the, the two options. And in the last 15 years, there's been a shift I've seen in the industry where people are saying, there's a whole lot more here that's not just how do I manage money for people that have millions of dollars or how do I sell a product and take a big commission? And that really has been money touches all parts of your life. It's something that keeps people up at night. It's one of the biggest stressors in life lead to divorce. It's something that I know even with my wife, we have disagreements on how to manage money in our house. Uh, it leads to relations, relational problems. Then it's, you know, then you have money and then you don't want to lose it or you go and want to keep up with the Joneses and spend on the people next to you. There's a lot of psychology with money and there's a lot of things that money impacts from birth to death. And so every one of those steps along the way, all the transitions um, that you go through in life, it's really helpful to have a third party who can be kind of a sounding board, help you stay rational, uh, be the, the rational person in the room, maybe a little bit, bit of therapy there at the same time, and find out where the motivations are and help you make decisions you actually want to make that are intentional, not just reactive or or what somebody else said that you should do. And so that's how we focus with our clients on literally everything that goes on in your life. Money is a piece of, and we kind of help people through that. Well, I appreciate that. It is interesting how sometimes it is that transition or some kind of a change that gets us out of our rhythm and just sort of our momentum and says, okay, this is an opportunity to maybe make a terrible decision or start getting my ducks in a row and, and be a little bit proactive about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it, life is full of surprises and transitions and you can plan all that you want and things will still throw you off. And, um, you know, a, a lot of my clients that I work with, Maybe they had a trigger that something happened and they they called me and we work with them. But I've got clients that between my partner and I, we've worked with for 40 years at this point. And there's a lot that happens in life in 40 years. And there's a lot of opportunities to walk through. And it's not that he couldn't go and handle things himself. It's once you kind of have that third party that you can bounce ideas off of and gets to know you somewhat intimately. I mean, money's money's very intimate to, if you're going to share that with somebody. Um, now we understand his motivations and we can kind of help him get out of his own stuff to go do it. Not because he couldn't do it himself, but it's just nice to have somebody else and he can go in with confidence and not have it be a factor for anything. Yeah, that confidence piece is 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 really important. And it strikes me that that's probably 
one of the main reasons that you've structured your firm as a fiduciary firm. And I know that that's a buzzword that's been thrown around for the past several years. Not so much anymore, or maybe it is, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it strikes me that that probably does help to instill that 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 confidence or strengthen the relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I uh, my my least favorite part when I talk to clients is when I have to talk about my fees <laughs> because it shifts the conversation. Every day when I show up and, and our team, we work with our clients, our motivation is we care about these people and we want to help have a better situation for them. And so it's really nice for me to be on the same side. The reason I hate the fee conversation is now now it's the one time we have a conflict <laughs> because obviously I want to get paid more and they want to pay me less. And I struggle with that conversation. So we don't really talk about it other than initially and then we move on because every other communication is we're on the same side as you. We're on a team together. Let's make this happen. And, um, you know, growing up, I was on volleyball team and, and tennis team. And um, that team camaraderie piece is kind of a part of what we do, both on our team internally and then just on the same side, working together, whether it's the coach or the captain or just the, the player on the team. It's kind of how we're working with our clients on everything. And, um, it's really nice to be able to go in and say, you've done this, we've done the work, you know what you need to do. Yeah. Go buy that house. I, you've wanted to, we saved for, it. you could do it. And uh, actually, you know, when I, when I logged on today, I got an email over the weekend. They said, we want to buy a house. We found the house we want. It's a little over a budget. Can we talk about it, you know, I know it's over. Do you give us permission to do that? And a lot of people, they want me to give them permission so they can go and live the life they want. Yeah, I think that that's a, obviously that's really powerful. And it's evidence that that you're successfully implementing the relationship or the process that you want to have with your clients. I think that 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 that, that permission thing is a really, really, really important thing, because if you hadn't done the work, if I had no idea about my financial situation, I don't know if I have permission from myself or my financial situation to actually do that, then it's just sort of, I guess I'm shooting from the hip. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, I think people fall into one of two categories. They do no work at all and just go in blindly and say, Hey, I hope it works out. And maybe they're stressed, really stressed about it. Uh, or they over plan and then they never can actually go and, and, do the things they want to do. And I see that a lot actually with clients that uh, work their whole life. They're great savers. And then they go to retire and they can't spend money because they see that no more income is coming in and they see that they're not saving any more money and they actually need to withdraw money from their portfolio. And now they can't go spend it even though they planned ahead because they they just can't shift the mindset on there. And so uh, both I think are dangerous of not planning at all or over planning um, and, you know, we try to meet, get people to go kind of in the middle of, hey, let's be intentional, but what's the point? No one wants to die with with more money than they've ever had uh, in their pocket. I, you know, that's no one's goal. Yeah, I think that that's a, it's just, that, that is a real thing. Like it's, it's lousy to live or to die before you, you know, expect, and it's lousy to live way longer than you expect. And right. <laughs> it's, it's bad to blow all your money, but it's also bad to be so terrified that you're living hand to mouth, even though you have plenty of cash. And I don't think that, is that a function of 
I, I just, I, I, to, to, to your point, we're just terrified of it and having somebody that you could talk through with it that could alleviate it. It's, it's a combination of things. Um, depends on the client. It depends on a lot of it goes back to ch- childhood, actually. Uh, so my, my sister's a therapist and I actually am in some peer groups with other therapists and financial therapists. So there's a lot of therapy that's kind of finds its way into what we do. But a lot of things, you know, uh, if you go to a therapist, they'll probably talk about, tell me about your childhood, right? Well, we kind of do that with our clients when we're starting the conversation the first time we meet with you, because I need to know what is that foundation you don't even know is there? And and I remember stories from people who talk about their uncle would, you know, make them jump through hoops just to get a, a dime uh, when they were growing up or, you know, child of, of depression parents. And what does that look like? Or on the flip side, I never worried about money. My parents had more than enough, but we never talked about money. And then uh, the, all those kind of lead to its own, thing that the rest of your life, those, those things in childhood are foundational things that last, uh, and how you approach money, your relationship with money on an ongoing basis. And so for some people, it's terrified of running out. They remember a time that they didn't have money and they never want to go through that again. Or for other people, it's pride. I don't want anyone to know that I, may need them or i don't want my adult children to take care of me which i think is a big thing i hear from a lot of people um i don't want to have that be a problem i don't want to burden somebody else it all comes down to kind of how you view yourself and how you view money uh and then leads through honestly the rest of your life my oldest client's 97 and i know things that happened when he was growing up still affect him today and he's almost 100 years old that's 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 pretty amazing. Um, I think probably surprising to some people. So how do I know? How do I how do I start sort of exploring around to figure out how I'm wired? Uh, it's, it's a good question. Um, you know, the, my obvious answer is go talk to somebody who is willing to talk to this about with you. So whether that's specifically about money, so you go to a financial planner who cares about this stuff, or a financial therapist if there's a big problem, that actually is a, a a niche uh, within uh, therapy that you, if money is your biggest problem in your relationship, you can go to a financial therapist or it could be people that know you and care about you. So whether it's mentors or pastors or whoever's in your life that you can kind of help dive into, I think there's a lot there, but it starts with kind of knowing yourself. And so either you do that journey yourself or you bring in somebody trusted that you can do that for as you, if you want to go the financial planning route, um, there are there's some organizations I'm a part of that I think are really great people that that approach it the way that I do from this is about your whole life and not just investment, you know, build the biggest nest egg that you can, things like that. And um, so whether that's going to the XY Planning Network, there's people all around the country that are fee-only fiduciary financial planners are not going to sell you any products and they actually want to help you with the planning. I think that really helps to go find somebody. But at the same time, you need to make sure you get the right person. So ask the questions. Like, tell me your process. What does it look like as you're walking through this? What are you trying to provide for me? How is this going to look when we're done? How am I going to feel a year from now? Um, Those are some questions that a 
good financial planner should be able to answer because they've done it before and they can pull some experiences and say, hey, here's how I've helped some people in the same situation. Here's what it looks like. Here's our process. I think so many people, they're like, oh, great, I found somebody. And then they don't do the due diligence because they don't know the questions to ask. And they're, and so there's this issue where you have this person who knows a whole lot more than you do and you just, they're an expert. They know what they're doing. And then you don't know what you don't know. So asking good questions about the experience that you can understand, even if you're not going to know, okay, is this, is this way you do cash flow the right way? I mean, you're relying on them for that, but the experience itself, you can get a good feel for, I think. Yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And those are, I think a lot of the time we twist ourselves up about, well, I need to ask the right question, but just asking, you know, what, what is our relationship going to look like? How often are we going to be meeting? And if everything goes great, how's that going to look? And those are, those are really important questions. And I would add, and in addition, I hear the question all the time, how often are we going to meet? And um, people don't like my answer. My answer is, it depends how much we need to meet. So it's either one time a year or 10 times a year. I don't know, but here's what it looks like. And I think the second part's the more important part. That if you're going to ask that question, how often are you going to meet? The second part is, and what do we do in those meetings? <clears throat> what is the, what, what is the conversation? Is it we're sitting across the table and you're showing me these 20 pages of documents? documents that I don't understand. And now I'm supposed to feel good about it. That's how most financial people talk to people. It's condescending and talking down and saying, here's 20 report, 20 pages of words that you don't understand so that you somehow feel confident. Or is it actually a conversation? I actually like to go to meetings without an agenda. Um, I have it in my head of what I think we're going to do, but I don't know where the conversation is going to go. I don't want to stick to a script just because we have to. And so we, we go in and we, we let it, we're prepared. I can go any direction you want, but, uh, our meetings take a life of their own because it has to do with what, what's going on in your life, not mine. But what about the amazing spreadsheet you put together, Ben? You simply must <laughs> show this. To uh, your I have client. a few engineering clients, so they like the spreadsheet, but pretty much nobody else sees it. <laughs> so it's so funny. I appreciate that very much. And those are, I mean, it, it makes sense that 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 people are when they do finally make the decision to interact or engage with a financial professional of some kind, that they want to make a good decision and they want to get everything that they're you know, to achieve the things that they want to in life. And uh, I could see where they would want to, or make it easily to make a bad decision and just not ask the right questions. And oftentimes to your point, the right questions are the simplest questions. Yep, for sure. I love it. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Uh, easiest way to find out uh, more is just go to our website, illuminatewm.com. And there's all sorts of stuff on there, just um, some some nice free materials. We write blog posts about all sorts of different topics. Easy contact us uh, as well. You can subscribe and get more information as well. So just a lot of, we, we try to put out there as much content. I can only work with so many clients. We only have so much time in the day. And so part of what we try to do on there is just give more information and, and 
people could read it because there's so much you you Google something and who knows if that answer is right. We want to be a nice resource that people can turn to as well. So going to illuminatewm.com is a good way to learn more about us. And then, uh, like I said, I would also recommend going to the XY Planning Network uh, if you want to get more, you know, find somebody local or find somebody else to compare to, I guess, uh, in your own kind of backyard. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Ben your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to illuminatewm.com and check out all the great resources, read the blog, subscribe, and um, stay in touch and find out if it's an opportunity for you to, uh, to reach out and engage with Ben directly. Thanks again, Ben. Thanks, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.